Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode of the Faith Hour. I'm your host, Lowell Robinson. And today I'm joined with two, not one, but two guests today. One of them I ain't seen in over 20 plus years. Man, how time flies. And the other yes. one, real close friend of mine, met her in Korea. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We're going to start with the young, we're going to start with the lady first. Hi everyone, my name is Crystal. Um, nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Lowell. Um, here's a funny joke. Both of us have the same last name, Robinson, but we're not related, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thanks for having me and I look forward to joining in. Pleasure, pleasure. I'm going to introduce the, the, the long lost cousin of mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, uh, this is Minister Williams. Uh, funny story, Lowell and I are related. Uh, I believe you're my second cousin. Um, I hadn't seen you in, like you said, about 20 years until uh, this past weekend. So <laughs> good, good to see you again, cuz. Hey, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how things work out. <laughs> that is so true. So I got a question. We, when you think of fellowship, what comes to mind? I'll let the lady answer first. Um, she may have had a call come through, or she just, or she may have stepped out. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, I was saying like words come to mind, like family, church, um, because I grew up in the church. So I associate fellowshipping with food, you know, family, uh, friends, um, sharing, gathering. I, I envision that. So that's what comes to mind when I think of. You. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, when I think of fellowship, um, I think, you know, of course, one of those things that we always think of in the church is, of course, some type of food, some type of dinner. Um, but for me, it's openness, you know, being open to one another, um, sharing things with one another. Um, I think that's a part of accountability. Um, and then I think, of course, whenever we're open to do that, um, that is when true fellowship uh, truly begins. I, I get it. true, but so my question is, do you think fellowship should also be outside of church and not just when you're at church? Of course. So absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'll, so, um, hey, Crystal, you you still here? Yes. So do you think fellowship should also be taken um should be outside the church as well or just solely when you when you meet up at church? No, I, I think you can always fellowship. And I think right now technically we are fellowshipping. Um kind of like with um the minister was saying, um fellowship is when you are you know, sharing um of, of importance, when you open yourself, openness um. So us open and analyzing and dissecting this just a simple word in this setting here as a group, um, we're fellowshipping. So yeah, it's definitely a part of, it's like socializing almost. I'm, I'm not, I never thought of it. I never looked at it as socializing. 
I I, ain't gonna, I, I would have never really thought of it compared to socializing, but it does make sense. <coughs> in, the, in the instance in which, you know, we fellowship a lot, you know, on a daily basis. And a lot of times, I don't think we really pay attention to that, even though it's not, you know, that brother or sister that we go to, that we grew up with, or that brother or sister we went to, that we grew up with uh, in the church. You know, just the daily interactions could also be something that you may just that little bit of time you spend with that person can make all the difference. That's true. Um, so for like example, in the ministry that I uh, attend now, uh, we have a men's ministry and we literally meet every Monday night. We do it uh, via our phone conference line. But throughout the week, uh, we'll call and check with one another or um, it's been many times when they're like, hey, um, I'm coming to get you, take you out of the house for a minute, you know, let's go out to eat, um, you know, let's talk. Um, you know, for me, that's true fellowship. Um, and and that, that's literally what I think about when I think of fellowship is uh, the coming together of saints, the coming together of believers um, to edify the uh, kingdom and to edify the body of Christ, but also to literally pour into one another. Um, because we do have that responsibility of bearing one another burdens. Very well. I mean, well, found. Before I go, before I say it and go into that, you got any thoughts on that, Crystal? No, no, I agree a hundred percent. It's you know, I just kind of feel um, we're all on the same page when it comes to that now. So yeah. But the only thing, I mean, the only thing I, I mean, would you, so would you say you're guilty of like when it comes down to the, or the opportunity to fellowship that you, you're more, you're sometimes you have, you find yourself like, uh, I, I really don't do it. It's not that I don't want to, but I just, I really don't. Like, like you just, like, I just said that. <laughs> now you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because I find it's easier when it's when you take yourself out of the equation, just solely yourself, versus thinking about it as I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like doing this. Because you're not doing it so that sometimes it's not just for yourself. Like you, you go out there and that person may need somebody just to talk to at that moment. And at the same right. time, you go out there, you may learn something that may be completely unrelated to something like, hmm, I was pointing to you while you were pointing to me, you know, you know, and strength in numbers. Yes. Agree. I agree with that totally. Um like you said, it when I first started going to the ministry, it's it's so funny. Like my fiance, um, she always points at how antisocial I can be. Um, so this was a new ministry for me, and literally the only two people I would associate at the church with were her and this little baby that would run up to me every Sunday. And I had no choice because he was a baby, and I'm not gonna hurt a baby's feelings. Um but as uh, <laughs> that's 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 gonna be my little ring bear. That's that's my baby. But um, as time progressed, 
um, I found myself more open to um, the men's ministry and more receptive to, you know, the things that they were doing. And, you know, I found myself picking up the phone, calling them, um, checking on them because they would do the same thing for me. They, hey, you know, Minister Williams, just call and say hi. Hey, Minister Williams, just seeing how you're adapting to the ministry, um, things like that. So for me, that broke me out of the cycle um, of literally being antisocial. So would you say that it, it more so took you out your shell and made you feel like you were a part of something versus, yeah, well, aside from this baby and my fiance, I'm, I'm just here. Oh yeah, because I saw um, the men there genuinely cared. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Crystal, did you have anything that you wanted to add? She had to step out for a second. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it, it made me feel, like I said, uh, genuine um, that the men would care. Um, it would be sometimes, uh, it would just be three or four of us that would go out sometimes. And we'd go out, you know, do lunch, do dinner. Um, and literally, we would talk everything from sports to finances to uh, we'd be talking um, sports, we'd be talking politics, we'd be talking um, things to do in the ministry, how can we improve in the ministry. Um, then, like I said, we'd always ask, you know, how's everything going with the other person? And it was literally that uh, level of detail that showed me that they cared. Um, and that really brought me out of, um, I guess, being such an introvert. Because um, I, I saw that they actually cared. So it led to me, you know, picking up the phone, calling them sometimes, being on the phone with them for an hour or so, literally just talking, um, pouring into them. We're pouring into each other. Uh, they'd pray for me. I'd pray for them. We have church on the phone. And then, you know, it, it was literally that uh, fellowship. That, that's what fellowship was to me. But it... it... But see, the fact that you said, you know, just on on the phone, I think a lot of people think, I feel that, not, I mean, myself included at times, where it should be more so done in person and not just, you know, well, I got to see you to see me to see you to fellowship because I'm, 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 I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm not a fan of answering my phone. I, I sit here and look at my phone ring a lot of times, but I don't want to answer it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I think when you tried to call my phone the other day when we exchanged numbers, you saw my phone went straight to voicemail because I keep it on do not disturb mode. Um, so I only allow certain people to call, but uh, we do, you know, a lot of things in person as well. Like I said, we'll go out to eat in a minute. You know, I've been over to their homes. Um, they've been over to my home. Um, watch a movie. Um, I remember I let one of the elders at the church watch the Book of Eli. He was just amazed by the whole thing. He was like, I got to order that for DVD. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I just streamed this movie. I don't know if DVDs are a thing anymore. But um, about now? <laughs> I don't even think DVDs exist. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we do things like that. Uh, we're planning something where uh, we're going to fly the drones. We've got some drones. The church purchased purchase some drones. 
Uh, we're going to apply that with our um, Mighty Men of God in training or our young men, our boys and men program. We're going to, you know, fly drones with them, take them fishing, just things like that to bond. Um, because again, like I said, immediately when people say fellowship, they think of food. But for me, and because I've been in ministry so long, literally more than half of my life, <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a different perspective on it. And I think that uh, to that point, I think it comes with you know growing up, you know, in that you know in that in that kind of environment. Because a lot of times, you know, it's just like mm, I'm new to this. I'm not really, you know, because I think a lot of people feel that you know you have to be. You know, like a season, a seasoned believer to 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 be like, you know, I can go fellowship with this person. Well, they're 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 or they or or they may feel it's an obligation. I don't I don't know what was going on my original thought, or they may feel it's an obligation for somebody who's you know brand new to the church or brand new in their walk in their walk with Christ, and and it's like um, it can it it can make you feel awkward. I know my first time going to, you know, just any church, a couple of churches out in my area that um, don't try to fellow. Like, cause I'm not a fan of putting me up, being put on the spot. It's like, hey, we're going to fellowship with you after. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 let me, warm, let, let me, let me, let me warm up to the atmosphere. You know, we're, we're all coming to fellowship together collectively, but as far as, you know, one-on-one and, let me <laughs> let me let, let, let me get ready for that because I mean, you, you never know what kind of fellowship you're going you're going you're going to run into, right? So right. you don't want sometimes you know you you may you may be a little resistant like uh uh-uh. the the last group the last the, the last you know fellowship I had and you know with these group with these group of general with these group of guys at the, at uh, at this church. May have been the not so much the greatest interaction, right? So now you're coming with that that luggage from that last that that last fellowship that you may have been at, and I think that's a lot. I think that's the reason why I think a lot of people find try to try to find, you know, like a home church where they feel that you know it's more so an inviting fellowship, not just a we're just going to circle you till you say yes. Well, yo, yo you'll hang out with us or you'll do this or you'll do that. And I think it's like, it's like a, it's something that we true that as believers, we got to get true, get back to. Of course we do. Um, if you think about the old church, uh, if you think about, you know, when uh, your grandmother and when my parents would go to church, you know, the reason the church was so big and so popular then was because they fellowship. You know, you had people come over and check on you. And, you know, we've heard the stories of how uh, the pastor would come over and have dinner and, and pray with everybody and um, <laughs> how you couldn't do nothing in school because the teacher <laughs> was related to everybody, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a millennial. Like, thank God. 92. I'm glad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, you want to feel comfortable wherever you go. I remember the first time I went to the church, um, literally the first time I went 
um, my fiance and I had just started dating. We went to pick up the uh, go pick up the apostle, and um, husband wasn't there that day. He was out of town or something. Um, I told her I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a bass player. She told me to bring my bass. Brought my bass that next Sunday. I came because my fiance had to preach that service, the first service. I came the next time, and he was like, oh, what's your number? And I gave him my number, and you know, being nice. And he's like, what's your birthday? Like, he's got every man. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he he's got literally every man in the church. He's got their uh, phone number as well as their birthday programmed in his phone. And I love the reason he does it because he's going to call you on your birthday. Like he he's going to call you, hey, happy birthday. Um, and now you know I view him the same way that I view um, you know Uncle Reggie. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of like which one know my birthday for? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Can we just start with name and number? Can we start with name? Like, um, but you know, sometimes you you find yourself resistant to it, even after you know, you, you even if you're in a, a warming, it's um, uh, in a um, uh, what's the what's the word? I'm in an inviting fellowship, sometimes you may be like, uh, hmm, I like it, but at the same time, it's like. But you find yourself still kind of, you know, reser- reserved and like, you know what? All right. Two, like, think of going into a pool. Like, all right, cool. Two feet weren't so bad. Three feet ain't so bad. It's like, I don't know how to swim. But um, four feet ain't so bad. And you find yourself just taking those baby steps, you know, into just fellowshipping with more and more people or, or find yourself, oh, we're having an event tonight. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there for that one. It's just like, you know what? Right. Now you start. Now you start why did I? Why did I? What? Why? What made me decide to just go to this event when you know what? Well, twelve feet. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been times where you, you know, and I'm pretty sure you've had these experiences where it's like, hey, you want to come out to such and such event? Um, hmm. Can we can we can we catch a rain check? Because I don't get you know it's you know a lot of times we, we look at it from the from the same aspect of well, I can't really fellowship because I ain't got, I ain't got the money to do this. It's like I want to, but I don't get paid for like another two two weeks. <laughs> and and you know what? It's 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 so funny. Um, anytime that the men go out. If somebody doesn't have, you'll find that somebody be like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I'll take care of it. We just want you to come out, you know. Um, and that's the type of ministry that, you know, why it's in. Now, I, I'll even share a personal story at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I lost my job. And um, the same guy that I told you um, asked, you know, asked me for my birthday. He was like, um, hey, Minister Williams, he was like, what's your cash app? I'm like, well, why? And he was like, I'm going to send you something. Uh, he was like, you know, I know that you lost your job and everything. And literally, he, he cashed at me like $250, never asked for it back, and always, you know, doing things like that. And he does that for all of the men in the ministry, um, which is why I said, you know, he reminds me of Uncle Ray in a lot of ways. Um, but when I first went to the ministry, sorry, Boop, if you're listening, I was... <laughs> <laughs> so... so um, Keep in mind, I am born and raised a Baptist. I was licensed as a Baptist minister. 
So I go to this church and it is a de- healing deliverance ministry. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this and what are they doing? <laughs> By this point, let's see, this was four years ago. So I had already been in ministry for like 17 years. Um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Who are these people? Why are they doing this? What time are we getting out? Because <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind, my church, I could time, I knew exactly what time we were getting out. I knew we were getting out 12:30 on Sunday. Uh, except on first Sunday, which was communion Sunday, we'd be out at one o'clock. This one, I was like, yo, it's nine o'clock and she ain't even preach yet. <laughs> so she was like, she asked me, she was like, You coming back next Sunday? No, this was on a Friday service, as a matter of fact. This was on a Friday service. And she was like, are you coming back Sunday? I was like, yeah, my back hurts. I'm not going to be able to make that one. Sorry, boo. I had to give this to you. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was like a culture shock for me. But um, having that fellowship with the, you know, with the church and with the men, um, in particular the ministry, that made the transition a lot easier. Um and then they were like, oh, yeah, you play the bass. We, we need you to, you know, look over our music department. And that, I couldn't. <laughs> I had to get like, used to it. It's like, ah. <laughs> like, we can't warm up to this. Like, first off, who told on me? I, I sort of told myself <laughs> with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but because I'm pretty sure when you was like, you know what? Cool. I, I'm 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 good with just sitting in service, service so where we can you know I can fellowship with a few people I, I fellowship with at the moment, right? And be gone. Um, yep. Nah, I'm all right. <sighs> <laughs> like I remember one instance where um, my fiance, her um, spiritual mother, she was like, I don't think Greg likes me. And I'm like, no, I, I I like her. And she was, and my fiance had to explain. She's like, no, that's just how Greg is. Greg is very distant and off putting, but he'll do anything in the world for you. And so I had to find myself like to try to be nicer to people because I could really, really, really be. You saw it Sunday. Like I, I literally sat in the room. It was you. It was uh, Durandis, Durandis' sister, and the baby. Like that's it. Like, <laughs> Like he don't he don't talk to nobody. Like he he he's not you know engaging with everybody. It's like um, see, nope. nope. <laughs> After church, I will go out to the car. Don't talk to me. Let me warm up to you. Don't push me. Like nope. It's like we got we got to have a couple more of these you know these 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 moments. But right as of right now, it's it's like going you know this is a new church to me. I know some of y'all here, some of y'all ain't never seen, some of y'all ain't seen in years. You know what? I'm, Man, <laughs> none I'm, of them <laughs> I've never seen before. I've never seen anybody there except my fiance. And then, like I said, the little baby, he would run up to me every time. And he, he still does that now. Um, he, he still runs up to me. But, yeah, so I had to get used to everybody. Come to find out, uh, one of the ministers at the church is actually my cousin on my mom's side. So that was crazy to find out because my fiance, she would always joke and be like, y'all related because y'all let too much alike. Um, and then come to find out, we actually are cousins. <laughs> so, 
See, I think, I think, see now, if, if that fear, if that fear of just being like, you know what, I could fellowship right now and get to know who, who, who know me here, was wasn't so. Um, nah, I don't know how I feel about this one. <laughs> but you know, it's it's funny. Um, we would find ourselves like going out to eat after church, and um, we would go because we go to church up here in Concord, um. And we would find ourselves like going out to eat after church. And this is one restaurant in particular. And the apostle, she gets tired of me telling people about this place. She's like, Greg, you need to buy stock in this restaurant. You need to have a room in this restaurant because we go so often. I kid you not, one time it was um, my fiance, um, myself, the minister that I found out was my cousin, and apostle. We literally sat there for like five hours. Like we went to the restaurant. We stayed there so long. We had to go to another restaurant. Because we got hungry again, <laughs> so wow. sometimes fellowship can be that that deep and that good. But you got to think though, it's how. It, but you know, it goes back to you add food into it. Like, look, you know what? And they have fancy food. <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's your shout out, Johnny's farmhouse. Here's your shout out. You can sit there like you know what. Sometimes, but you know when you hear that, yo, we're going out. They. You hear you maybe walk you ever walk walk into a church like brand new church is like hey we're going out we're going out to eat after this whole time you in church like ooh what are we going to eat at what are we going to eat at like preach 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 on pastor but what are we going to eat at you know and it's like <laughs> are you fellowshipping with us or are you just fellowshipping with the food you know I, right. I don't you know it, it's like look can, let me start eating first and then I warm you know we we can start that way you feed me we can talk. That sounds like a date almost. Now that I think about it, I mean, it sounds like a really weird and impromptu kind of. Sounds like a like it, it. Almost sounds like a date, but you know that's neither here nor there. I don't know why that just why that thought came to mind. But you you were going somewhere with that. If you look in the Bible, Jesus always met the needs of the people, right? So before Jesus, a lot of times before Jesus would even minister to the people, he would feed them. Um, and so that was actually one of the practices that I took when I was younger. Um, when I was 12, I had a Bible study. Um, actually, I would do it at my home. Um, and, oh, and I, say, I say at my home, like my name was on the mortgage. I would do it at my, <laughs> <laughs> I would do it at my parents' house. Uh, um, and we would always do things. We would, um, I would teach Bible study. Um, and it, it was so crazy. Like I remember one time I walked in the living room and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how are we fitting all of these kids in here? Like, I remember I had, like, 24 kids in the living room one time. Um, but we would do – I would do Bible study, and then I would feed them right after. And I would feed them out of my own pocket. And I can say that that, that would come out of my pocket. Um, and I found people in the neighborhood willing to step up. And they were like, oh, you know, we'll provide pizza. Because I would always do, like, hot dogs and the juice. Like, I'm like, keep it simple, keep it easy, keep it cheap. I'm like, um, you know, uh, keep it on twenty dollars. Um, but I found people in the neighborhood that were like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna send pizza to your house." Or sometimes the rest, the pizza restaurant itself, would be like, "Hey, we're gonna donate some pizza." Or McDonald's would step up and be like, "Hey, we want to pay for all of their meals and things like that." Um, and and it really helped me because again, we never know who's hungry um, in the spirit man and who's hungry in the natural man. And if you're off in one or the other, you're going to miss the point. You know, if we're if I'm teaching and your stomach growling, you're going to be focused on your stomach. 
as opposed to the word that's coming forth, which is why I believe Jesus would do that. He would feed the people before he would minister to them. But could you imagine, especially if you talk about, you know, somebody feeding you a good meal and you get the itis right before? I mean, I know this <laughs> off, I know this a little off put off topic. No, it's not. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> you the fella see, people be fellowshipping, but you know, they start, you know what? I'm just gonna take myself a little nap. A little nappy poo, if you will. <laughs> so I've had that happen on many occasions. I would find myself getting to a church and um they're either finishing up a first service, getting ready to do a second service, or they're about to start uh, another service. And they're like, hey, we got you a plate fixed. I would never eat before I preached because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, one, I know the people are tired and ready to go home. And I'm like, two, if I if I eat before I preach, I'm done for it. Like preaching takes a lot out of me anyway. But I'm like, if I eat before I do this, I'm done. Like ain't, ain't, ain't nothing going forth. I'm like, he's going to be like, Jesus said, and amen. Like <laughs> that's all you would get from me. <laughs> so... <laughs> I would always eat after I would preach. Um, like you said, that is a very real thing to get the itis right after you eat. <laughs> so, like, you know, I know we're supposed to be fellowshipping right now, but can we just take a moment and just, uh, like, you know what? That was good, wasn't it? Right. right. Now you, but even then, ever... huh? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where it's like a forced fellowship? Uh, no, I, I can't really say that I have. But I can say that at one point, like, because you know how, like, you have, like, Jehovah, I think, uh, I think it's Jehovah's Witnesses that come to your door and just knock on yes. it. Yes. And then, so it was like clockwork. It seemed like every day, on a Friday, every Friday, they would come knock on my door to say and want to talk. Mind you, first few times I was like, I'm not coming to the door. Like, I don't know why y'all keep coming here. And it's like, now you start feeling like, all right, now they just, now they just, I feel like they just singling me out because I didn't sit here and looked out the window. They passed every other house. They're not going to knock one other door but mine. <laughs> so now it's like, all right, all right, guys. We need we, like we need to talk for a second. Why, why? And then they they can't you know so it got to a, so it got to a, I'm like all right since y'all since they since everybody since they're still coming back to the door, you know we it it started to get to a point where it was more of a natural occurrence a natural encounter versus oh well. We're gonna keep coming back here so you answer the door and you sit here and talk to us or whatever the case may be. And then we got into a whole discussion. Like right. it it was like a 30-minute discussion, give or take, based off of what um uh, what they what they believe and what we believe. and nobody, you know, it was it, it wasn't in a sense where it was like, oh well, this, you know, this is better than that. Like arguing Marvel versus DC. But it Everybody left all calm and peaceful, and, and that's, got me that's a good thing, ain't it? That's a but, good thing. That's what that's what we're supposed to do. But it, but to that point, but to that, it got me thinking. You know, like do other 
like religion or do other believers of different faiths, you know, just get together and just, you know, just fellowship without, you know, thinking that the hey, A, I'm well, or that this person doesn't know what they're talking about or this person doesn't know what they're talking about, where it becomes more of a, a political uh, debate in regards to uh, in regards to beliefs versus we're just here to sharpen each other, you know, and we can say and talk about sports, politics, or, you know, how you got into where you got to or how you got into, you know, where you got to. And, and sometimes fellowship and Cam can get, can get real intense. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, yeah. Let it be some sports. Oh, it, it's probably the most intense you will ever see fellowship go. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Especially me. I tell everybody I miss the basketball, so. I'm like, I, 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 I'm not the best football. I know football, but basketball, yeah, you talk basketball, I mean, we go talk. <laughs> like, we came to fellow, have food and fellowship. They over here arguing about, you know, basketball and all this. Look, let them go. Now, let it be somebody who's brand new to that, to, to, to fellowship and with y'all. You know, that may be, why are they arguing? Ain't you supposed to be, look. It's basketball season. They will argue. They're gonna argue for the next hour straight. Just leave them be. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I'm asking you who in your top ten, who your top ten in each position is, who's gonna win the championship, why Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Like I'm gonna ask you all of that. But you know, even then, there's something to be found in that kind of fellowship. But it is it to a from a from an outside looking in perspective. It look like y'all just having a whole debate about to somebody who has no idea what's going on. Right, right. Just something that makes no sense. Exactly. And that's why I think fellowshipping over time, especially if you do, even if you just have events, like, you know, pre-opening game, you can have it at the church. Everybody, you know, everybody can come out, can come up, uh, comes out. Eat some wings, order some Domino's, Papa John's, what have you, and sit here and watch the whole first game and watch how quick you see half. You know, depending on who, depending on who, who is your team is playing that day. Right, right. And you, you just sitting like, oh, I ain't never seen half. What? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, if my Giants are playing. I kid you not. Most of the people that go to my church are Cowboys fans, um, and, right? So I, you, I know you feel the same way. You were Eagles fan, um, but let us play them and let us lose. Like I'm getting texts all day. The next day, I'm getting phone calls during the game. They're talking junk. I'm like, I'm not answering my, <laughs> I'm not answering my phone if we lose. <laughs> and it's like look, we can, we we can discuss this. We can you know we can act, look. If we got to bet on this, look, we can go out. I pay my, you know, I pay my end if I lose. If not, I'm you paying for it, and we can sit here and talk about it. And even and sometimes you find yourself just going completely off topic. You can be sitting there having a whole discussion about, you know, sports, politics, life, and somehow find yourself just somehow in scripture. You went from within a matter of with. Time-wise, may feel like an hour and a half, two hours, you know, but then you, you, you stop and think about it, like, okay, 
been getting spilled spirit spilled spirit spiritual I cannot get words out today. Spiritually filled, what may feel like a lot longer than that hour and a half, that thirty minutes, or however long he was there. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I've had many conversations like that um, where, you know, it may start one way, and the spirit of the Lord moves, and we end up on something totally different. And you know, you'll find that God gives you what you need when you need it most. Um, and I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, I was I was in um, dealing with depression, and I tried to call and nobody picked up. And literally, right when I was like, "Yo, God, what are you doing?" One of the ministers who I didn't call called me, and um, they were like, "Hey, you was you was in my spirit. I'm just calling to check on you." Literally made my whole day feel better. Um, so you'll find that God gives you what you need when you need it. And so those conversations, no matter how brief they may be can be feeling, you know, it, it could be just as impactful as going, um, you know, to a service, even though the Bible says forsake not to come together of yourselves. Um, but, you know, sometimes just a brief conversation, a brief, hey, how are you doing? You know, how's your day going? Um, those things can make a world of difference, you know, and especially in the terms of fellowship, because then you get to open up and share exactly, you know, what's going on. Um, I think pride is one of the biggest, you know, things in the church, and we've got to get to a place where we're no longer prideful um, and say exactly what's going on so that true fellowship can begin. Um, I think I said in the beginning, true fellowship is openness, and we've got to be open. True, but even then, you know, it, it goes back to your point when you was, you know, when you were talking about you were more like introverted and all that, you know, like standoffish or just had that. Mm, let's not talk to me kind of right. you know it, it, so it, it was it, it comes with all right hi this is me and actually wanting to but even then like to the point of pride is it's not i wouldn't necessarily say just pride it's also that willingness to shit you can sit here and have somebody that that you talk to on a daily basis but you're not opening up to them the way that you should or that you wait or the way that you need to. It's just like, uh, here's a little here, here's a little bit there. But let me take that back real quick and put that. No, nah, I can't. Right. And it goes back to, um, it go to to that point. It goes back to the. Uh, it goes to this point that I made. Well, that that I made. That one. Uh, that uh, that Pastor Vicky made one Sunday. When she was talking about baggage and all that, a lot of times, you know, you, you may not want to fellowship because you you're afraid of everybody seeing all the baggage, the baggage, and all the what you carry around with you, or what you feel, what you're dealing with, or that you feel that you're dealing with that you can't seem to shake. Yep, been there, been there, and it it's one of those things where you know you just be like. Mm. I, I I know I need to. I know I want to. But who's gonna wash this bag till I get back? Or who's gonna like who's gonna take this bag and just throw it out in the ocean? And I I know I don't have to worry about it coming back. And I don't know why I use the ocean, but just just throw it out there to where I don't I don't have to worry about it coming back and bothering me or coming back to. But hey, uh, did you miss me? Like, why are you still here? <laughs> You know, that's the beautiful thing about fellowship. Um, 
Because like you said, there is sometimes baggage that's attached to it. Um, but I find that when in instances concerning baggage, yes, you can go to people to help you. And yes, you should. Um, but the Bible says, and I literally just wrote this maybe about 10 minutes before we started this podcast, um, was um, in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, when Jesus said, come unto me, all who are heavy laden and burdened, I will give you rest. Jesus never said that we wouldn't have burdens. He said that the burdens would be easier. He said, you know, learn of me um, and uh, take upon me my yoke because my burden is light. So he makes the load lighter. Um, it's just all in our openness and our response. Because uh, you'll find out a lot of times that the things that we go through, sometimes even the baggage that we carry, it's not just for us. It's for other people. It's a testimony in that. It's a testimony in deliverance. It's a testimony in breakthrough. Um, so sometimes we carry that load, not necessarily for us, but for other people as well. True, but I, but even though you know, you know, you want you should hand it off. or not gonna say I'm not gonna say hand it off because that sounds that, that sounds like you know what? Hey, you take it now. I'm 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 tired of you know going through airport to airport or taking us on trips with me everywhere I go. But it's more so a matter of. When do you learn? When do you realize that you know I'm a I'm I'm amongst people that you know that make me forget that hey I even have a bag. We can sit here and go here with it. This bag, you know, I may come back to the same exact place that I was at, and the bag is no longer there. So right, it's 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 more so. Are you willing to let go of that bag? You know, amongst the fellowship that you know is trying to that is there for you that's not that doesn't care about the luggage that you brought with you that understand that you know hey you had a past before this and all of that that leave that there or let go of it we got you and you know a lot of times it could it could be scary for even you know like especially like like new believers right Cause like I don't I don't I don't no I don't I don't know y'all like that I'm I'm no Mm-mm. I got this y'all when we get to that bridge you know I think about you like just let this bag go I I ain't there yet I'm not I got the, right. I got my cookies and stuff in here <laughs> right and you know the important thing about that and, and I know that's a lot of that's the thing with a lot of believers they're like I'm not telling you what I'm dealing with because I don't know you. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, that's sort of how I was, because um, like I said, I could be very standoffish. Um, and then, like I said, you know, my fiance, she always talks about me with light skin tendencies and stuff. But she's like, she's like you're mean. She's like, you, you can literally be mean. I'm like, I'm not mean. I just don't know people. Um, but the Bible says a dry spirit by the spirit. You'll be able to tell if you are in tune with your walk with Christ. Um, you'll be able to tell if a person is going to have your best interest at heart or not. And you'll be able to tell um, if this person is truly there to help you or they're there to be nosy because you have a lot of people in the church that are nosy. You got a lot of people that don't care. Um, you got a lot of people that are judgmental and let's, you know, call a spade a spade a spade. You know, that's in the church. I don't know why I said that three times. <laughs> but um, you find that, you know, that's in the church and it should not be. Um, the church is for those who need healing. It 
um, there'll be, you know, people that's nosy. Um, like I said, the only way to do that is try spirit by the spirit. And we've got to be in walk with, or we've got to be in tune um, with our walk with Christ in order to know um, if this person is, has well intentions or if they're just being nosy. Um, like I said, the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you. You know, the, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in all truth. Um, so the Holy Spirit will be like, you know, shut up. Don't say nothing to this person. Or, you know, this is a person that you need to minister to. Or this is somebody that's got your best interest at heart. Um, and that's something that I've learned even over the last couple of years. The Holy Spirit will definitely lead you if you are in tune, you know, with Christ. You know, even I, even at work, you know, I could tell right away if somebody is uh, serious when they call in on the phone or if they're just, you know, checking around and the Holy Spirit will lead me and, and tell me, okay, this is what you need to say. This is how you need to handle that conversation. Um, so, yeah, it, it's literally trying to spirit by the spirit. And it, I mean, cause, but even then it's like, I imagine you get ready to say hey to somebody like and the guy's like no 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 but but no 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 but okay right I don't but God I was we but what now you that's like but what about fellowship what about fellowshipping and it's like no 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 but. It, it, it kind of sometimes when when I think when you, when you put it in when you look at it you know being in tune with the Holy Spirit sometimes it, you know it, it can feel like you may want to it's like it's like the, it's like think of it when you were think about when you was growing up right right and you, it it may be somebody you may have seen a couple times that but never said anything to. The one time you decide to go say hey, it's like and your mom's like, and your parents are like, no, 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 no. It's like, but no. All right, now I need to know why. Like, we can't just you can't just tell me no, but why? I need, I need. And it's just like, do you really want to? And it's like, do you really want to question? You want to find out what happened? Right. Hmm. Right. You know what? You're right. You're right. It ain't worth it. Ain't, it, ain't, it ain't worth it. It's like, I'm, I'm going to trust your judgment. I'm going to trust your guidance on this. Right. Right. Even though. No. My bad. What no, you go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. It's like, even though I want to, I'm, getting, I'm being told I can't, but I want to. Like, do I right. just ignore what I've been told and just step on over? Hey, how you doing? And then deal with the consequences later? Or do I be obedient and like, okay, so I don't fellowship with this this per this individual, but go minister to this person that, that is ne next to the person or behind the person that you told me not to? How do how do I how do I go about doing this? Right, right. And I found out the Holy Spirit. He he'll the Holy Spirit will let you know things, but there's two wills of God. There's the perfect will and there's the permissive will. The perfect will is doing exactly what God wants you to do. The permissive will is what God is going to allow you to do. So God is going to allow us sometimes to go. He'll be like, "Hey, don't do this," and you do it anyway. And then he's like, "Don't do this," and, and we do it. 
And then he's like, okay, well, now you've got to deal with the consequences. It's just like, um, just like a baby, right? Like I'll give you a perfect example. The other day, uh, Mother's Day, for example, my great nephew, he's three. He's very competitive already. He's like me. Uh, he doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't like to lose. Like I do not like to lose at all. Um, and it's funny because my fiance, she's the same way. Um, but he doesn't like to lose, and he was racing his older sister, my great niece. And she's five, he's three. Of course, she's faster than he is. And he got mad, and so he started pouting. And so as he's pouting, he's walking towards the road. And I'm like, Gary, come back. And he didn't come back. I'm like, Gary, come back. And he didn't come back. So I had to run after him and grab him and chase him, you know, and pick him up. Like, yo, boy, what's wrong with you? Didn't you hear me tell you to come here? Because I know the danger if he would have walked out because it was a busy, it's a busy intersection. I'm like, yo, you know, what are you doing? You could have got hit by a car. You know, the Holy Spirit is the same way. You know, he'll let us walk so far because we're in the permissive will. But at the same time, he's like, okay, you know, that's enough. You know, you're going to suffer the consequences. Or he's going to say, you know, hey, I'm going to save you from yourself in this situation. Just like I had to save my nephew from himself. I'm like, boy, what's going on with you? You three, you shouldn't be dealing with these problems already. <laughs> but shout out to the little nephew. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you feel like you can, you can fellowship with just any and everybody. And it's like, you, you can't. No. You want to, but you can't. No. No. You can't. Um, so uh, one of the best things to happen um, over the last few months for me was one of my coworkers um, accepted Jesus. And he was so excited. And I told him, I'm like, you know, this one particular coworker, I'm like, don't say anything to him uh, about that. I'm like, because he's agnostic, he's atheist, he's going to question you. I'm like, because he does it with me. And the, guy, the other guy is one of my best friends. Love him to death. But I'm like, don't do that. I'm like, you're not ready for that. I'm like, you know, and he went and did it anyway. They had, a, they had a whole argument. I had to do a three-way conversation on the phone with them to bring them back together. But, no, you can't fellowship with everybody. Even my friend that's agnostic, I'll let him think he's right in some situations just to keep peace because I'm like, I'm not arguing. I'm not losing my peace over this. You know, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. I'm going to believe what I know. I'm going to know what I know. You believe what you believe because it's the difference between believing and knowing. Um, and, you know, we're going to keep the same civil, but I'm not wasting my time, my energy, or my efforts, you know, because I'm not letting you into my space. I mean, sometimes it's got to be that way. But the, back to a point you made earlier before we go to, uh, before we go to break, um, you know, being in tune with your spirit, you know, I, it, it goes back to when you were saying, when you were telling him, don't do it. And it's like, but, but, but he needs to know. Don't do it. But he right. needs to know for the love of every, for, for the love of all the cheese and whatever's in this fridge. Don't do it. <laughs> it you know, you, you find yourself saying, all right, cool. I won't do it. Then up, turn your back. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. you're right. You're right. It, it's funny. It was on my it was on my date night. They know Friday is my date night. Like, don't bother me. Don't call me. Don't text me because I'm not answering. And so, you know that that next day that 
Saturday, we were all going to the movies, right? My friend is agnostic, really generous guy. And he was like, you know what? He was like, all my, he was like, any of my coworkers that want to come, he was like, come to the movies. I'll pay for everything. And that's generally how he does things. He'll invite people. He's like, I'm paying for everything. And so um, he texts me and he was like, I'm done with him. I'm like, what do you mean you're done with him? With who? And he, you know, said <laughs> my coworker's name. And he was like, I'm done with him. I'm, he was like, you know, because he's young. The other coworker is younger than us. I'm 30. My uh, coworker that's agnostic is 45. This guy is um, 19. So um, he's like, I'm done with him. You know, young boy, I'm done with him. And so I called my other coworker. I'm like, what's going on? He was like, you need to talk to him. Um, so I ended up getting both of them on the phone. He was like, you talking about some, you know, this and you know that. And I'm like, okay, I see what he was saying. He was taking my verbiage. Um, cause I said, again, there's a difference between believing and knowing, but I'm like, I told him not to have that conversation with you in the first place. Cause he's not ready. Cause you try me and I've been in ministry for 21 years and I, I even know when to let you go. So it was a whole thing and I had to get involved with it. And I'm like, I'm tired. Y'all leave me alone. I'm trying to enjoy my date night. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so I know we're supposed to fellowship, but why we got to do this now? But we're gonna be back at the uh shout out from Mr. Exactly. Shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. So I got a quick question. All right. You remember uh, when Jesus fed the five thousand? Well, I believe it was five thousand with five with five with two fish and five loaves of bread. Yes. Can you imagine? You you you're waiting to see you're, you're waiting to just fellowship with Jesus. You you know you got your best friend there with you, or you know your neighbor, or your husband, or your wife, and you just you at the back of this line. Like. I know, I know they say he's gonna feed us, but um, that's two fish and just five loaves. By the time I'm, do I want to do, do I really want a fellowship? Because uh, I'm not eating. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it. Watching everybody eat, you mad? Everybody right. Is- <laughs> you know what? The interesting thing about that is a, a lot of people miss that Jesus actually did that twice. Um, one time he actually did it with um, seven fish. But the thing that I always take away from that uh, parable is the fact that Jesus, the, the Bible says that he fed um, 5,000 men. Um, it's pretty much like common knowledge that men, women, and children were there. He told the disciples to sit, seat the men. Um, and knowing that if the men sat, women and children will follow. Interesting nugget for today. But, yeah, you know, can you just imagine being in fellowship with Jesus and then I'm quite sure you have some doubters and they say it's being like, do I really want to be here today? Like, it's hot. It's hot, Jesus. It's hot. Feed us. It's hot. You know how we are. You know, it's hot, man. I ain't trying to do all that today. Like, you be in church, man, the AC done went out. You Now you, now you I hear, but I'm not, I, I hear Jesus talking, but, you know, like, this food and this heat, man. You know what? <laughs> How much longer he got? Right, so, right. <laughs> I can't really take so much of this fellowship in the heat. Can you imagine just being one of those 5,000, especially if we're talking like the back of the line? You know, the first, you know, hundred or so, they got trees and all of that. You just, you sitting out in the sun, like, so, who are we fellowshipping with? Because you got me out here in the heat. 
No. <laughs> don't don't let Jesus be one of those preachers that be like, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how many but um um don't even run the fellowship is 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 a wonderful thing, but if I ever hear, you know, I'm getting ready to close, it's like, all right. So we got 15 more minutes of fellowship in the church. It's already hot. We've been here for an hour and a half. It's I got homework I gotta do. I got dishes I gotta wash. I got to eat after this. It, you know, if unless it's being food served, you know, somewhere. I don't at this point we can go to McDonald's. Give me two cheeseburgers. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. 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 Did you remember when you was a kid and it was like Church is over with, and you, you be lining it straight to the car. Like, look, come on, mama, you can call, call system, uh, call system Agnes when you get to the house, mama. I'm ready to go. We y'all can fellowship later. Here we go. I'm not trying to be here. You know what? It's funny. It wasn't my mom. My mom would be right there in the car with me. My dad would be standing around talking. I'm like, yo, it's twelve thirty. We get out. Why are we still here to one thirty? Who you talking to that long, man? You ain't got to lock up. Who you talking? To? I got the key to the church, so you ain't locking up. Who you got to talk to, man? <laughs> like, can we? Like, come on, Dad. Y'all can't call each other. Y'all can just meet. Y'all drop us off at the house. Y'all meet up somewhere in fellowship. <laughs> I just want the fellowship in the heat at my house. You know exactly. Because you know when you first come in, especially like when you, especially when you're young, you know I don't think. You know, you you really look at it in in the sense of, hey, let me go fellowship with you know other like minded believers who are you know still coming up and trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, look, we did all the fellowship we need to do while we was here. Can we go? Can we go home? Like, gotta go. Right, right, and you know what? You know, I think there's a there's a time and a place for everything, right? Um, Ecclesiastes three tells us to everything there's a season, there's a time, there's a time to fellowship, and there's a time to you know go home. <laughs> it's like look, we y'all we can y'all got meet tomorrow. Y'all finna see each other tomorrow. Y'all tomorrow and talk whatever, or do this when you get home. Don't involve me. Now you can hear just now you looking at the other parent like you ain't drive. Like, why? Hey, let me find somebody else I know. Let me find one of my friends and little neighbor. Hey, can we kind of ride with you? Because I'm not sitting for another hour. I mean, but it goes back to, you know, when you're younger, you know, you don't, well, depending on whether or not you took that walk um, in the spirit serious or not, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's a 50 50 kind of deal. You know, like, oh, turns over with, turn that off, and I'm going to the house. Right. 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 And then, you know, sometimes, it, you know, some people only have it, you know, have feel the, feel the need to fellowship when they're at church or right. when it's, you know, something that they feel that they need to be there at. Because I, I, it's been plenty of times where it's like, it's been a long day, I'm tired. I'm ready to go. My feet hurt. My back hurt. <laughs> you you hear that take me to the king. <laughs> you take truth is I'm tired. 
it's like, look, as soon as he say we good, we good to go, I mean, granted, this is my juice is proud of me being an usher. Soon as they be like, you know what, y'all good to go. I mean, you know, not good to go, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we out. We, you are dismissed. Soon as that door open, pew. Look, we can. We, You're right. Yep, that was me. As soon as we did the altar call and the pastor, myself, and the deacons walked up the aisle, that was good. Like, yep. Hey, how you doing? I'm trying to go home. My mama cooked. I'm trying to eat. Look, I'm, you, you find yourself, you find yourself turning that, you know, that fellowship button off. I was like, look, we can. I did all the fellowship and I need to do for the day. I'm not trying. I'm not here to try to pour in you. I'm not. Sure, I'm not here to try to hang out with you. But I think a lot of times, you know, we need to put a put a put a pump uh, put hit the brakes on that and be like, you know what? There's a reason I'm still here. There's a reason that this person is approaching me. There's a reason why I didn't, I ain't here. No, you can't. It's it's the reason why God didn't tell me, you know, hey, you can't talk to this person or don't talk to this individual or this individual. Just ignore this individual. But I think a lot of times we miss those cues because we're so caught up in we're here. You know, it's time. I it, it's time to go because you know I got other things I got to do, and we're so pressed and worried about the clock that. Oh man, if I miss this meeting, if I miss this, if I don't get here on this time, by this time, you know, and think of the worst, it's like spend your time in fellowship. Everything that you worry about on this end, trust me, it's still gonna be there. Things may have gotten changed. You know, now you rushing to get somewhere, and it's like, yeah, or are you rushing to get to a meeting at, at work, and like, yeah, the meeting got canceled. So you telling me, I could, I should have stayed in fellowship versus. Rushing to get here. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, and that's something that that I've had to learn over the years, right? Because when I was young in the ministry, keep in mind, I was young. You know, I started preaching when I was nine. I was 12 when I got my license to preach. So even though I was in ministry, I was still a 12-year-old. I wanted to go home and, you know, play my PlayStation I wanted to go home and, you know, play with my wrestling man. Like, I wanted to do those type of things. Yes, I was a wrestling fan. Leave me alone. I still am. Um, <laughs> but, like, I wanted to do, <laughs> I wanted to go home and, and play with my Dragon Ball Z action figures. Yeah, leave me alone. I was a nerdy kid. Um, but, um, <laughs> but um, I found myself even this past weekend, like, there's an opportunity to fellowship. But, like you said, when – you're tired. Um, like I was tired Friday because I had to preach um, our cousin's funeral. I was tired. Um, and it was probably, we did a repast at my cousin's house. It was probably 50 people. Well, she said it was about 35. It's probably, I'm saying 50. It was about 50 people that was there and everybody wanted to interact. And I'm like, bro, leave me alone. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm tired. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see all like, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you know, I introduced people to my brother because my brother just moved down from New York. I'm like, hey, you know, this is my brother. Y'all probably hadn't met him before. Y'all probably hadn't seen him in a long time. This is my brother. Y'all leave me alone now. I want to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> fix me a plate. Let me go. <laughs> it's like, we can fellowship later. We, I'm, I'm going to see half y'all probably tomorrow. Why are we doing this today? Yes. Yes. Like, why today? Like, I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like, no, and then the kids wanted to come downstairs. 
Hey, Uncle Greg, no, no, go upstairs, go play, go outside, go to the pool, do something. Leave me alone. Go, go fellowship <laughs> with other kids your age. I'm rocking. <laughs> do this right now. And you find yourself, you find, and you find yourself just hitting that switch like, nope. Got whatever you need from me right now, that's on hold because yep. I'm tired. <laughs> yep, yep. And then you've got to, again, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will correct you and, and chasing you. And you've got to be like, okay, God, I'm sorry. You know, these are things that I wanted to do on my flesh. I wanted to sleep, but you obviously have me here for a reason. And I know that my reason is to minister. My reason is to minister to those that are hurting. All right, God, what you want me to do? Um, and it's in doing that, again, you know, the fellowship aspect, you know, even going up to someone and starting a conversation, um, you know, you find that there's things that can happen, deliverances that can happen. And literally, that's what my whole life is about right now is, you know, God, how can you use me even in things as simple as a, hey, how are you doing? Or, hey, you know, the spirit of the Lord told me to do this for you or to pray for you. God, how can that bring you glory? Because I don't want to act on my own accord. I don't want to get out of the perfect will of God. I want to be um, in the perfect will of God. And I want to be effective and efficient in ministry. So I'm like, I've got to move Greg out of the way. And I've got to let, you know, the spirit of the Lord do what he's going to do for, you know, whoever it is he leads me to. So I was tired. I was irritated. But I'm like, okay, God, you, this is something that you've got me here for. So whatever it is, I'll do it. But, you know, it goes back to that pride. It goes back to, you know, what was it? What about earlier, back to earlier in the show, you know, pride is, is one of the things where it's like, look, I know I need to. I know God wants me to. But, you know, sometimes you, you get that pushback. Like, look, I don't want to fellowship with, the, with with this person or with, you know, with you know this group of people at the moment. Um, I don't. Why? You go. Right. You, feel, you feel yourself pushing back, like, why? Like, yeah, like, give me one good reason why. Like, I know I'm not supposed to question, you know, your will, but right now I need to know why. Like, um, why are they calling me? What do they need? Right. Why? Why am I in this situation at this moment? Why do you want me to go talk to this person? Why well, can't you go talk to that person? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you know, I found myself there a bunch of times. I'm like, you know, God, why? Why why me? Why this place? Why this time? Um, even, you know, when I shared the, the about my coworker accepting Jesus, um, I invited him to church. And whole time, the spirit of the Lord is telling me, you know, even when I take him out to Johnny's, um, the sequel place that we always go to after church, I took him out there and the spirit of the Lord is telling me, ask him if he's saved, ask him if he's accepted the gift of salvation. And even on the ride back home, I, you know, didn't ask him and literally can't make this up. Literally, as I walk in the door, I'm walking to my bedroom. The spirit of the Lord said, you didn't do like I asked you to. So I called him. I'm like, yo, I need you to come back and I need to talk to you. <laughs> And um, he came back and we had another three hour conversation and, you know, he accepted salvation um, and there was something in that, you know, it's all about being obedient. And like you said, humbling yourself, um, because it's a reason that God, the spirit of the Lord lays things on you. Um, when I think of instances where it may seem like a lot, I think about Paul and Silas when they were in jail, um, they went to jail, not for them. Um, and you, even if you read the scripture, you see the spirit of the Lord led them to go, you know, that direction. Um, and they started up trouble and they got cast in jail. 
Um, but when the, you know, angel came and, you know, uh, there was an earthquake, it was, even though they were free, it was the jailer, the person that, you know, was uh, watching them that was going to kill himself. And they're like, hey, we're still here. And he was like, well, whoever you serve, I need to serve. So even in that, you know, them being in jail, them being beaten, they were able to save someone. So, you know, that's what I think about whenever I feel tired or I feel like, God, this is too much, you know, and there'll be a reason behind that. See, that fellowship, but it goes back to, the, you know, that misfellowship that you had. You went, God went, let you go all day, all the way to your house. Y'all done parted mm -hmm. ways. And it's like, it's like, when you it's like, all right, so we, so, okay. It's like, all right, you know what? Yeah, hold on, time out, wait. You're right. And it, it, yep. it's one of those things where it's like, dude, why didn't I, you start, now you start questioning yourself. It's like, why didn't I just do this earlier? You know, it, it, you find yourself not so much in the spirit asking yourself why you didn't do it. It's like, you find yourself in the spirit, like, you're right. But in the flesh, you find yourself like, like right now, like really? At this point now, especially when they were there, it's like, hey, now I got a call. I got to hope they answer the phone. Hope they first off, first off, willing to sit here and come and meet me. Exactly. Because now I may have questions that it's like, hold on. You know, now you, you sitting there, you get asked questions, you're, you're just like, okay, um, Lord, gee, uh, what do, what do I say now? And this is like, uh, uh since you didn't want to sit here and listen to me the first time, you figured this out. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Um. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, that's that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I'm like, God, you know, I'm tired. You know, I. But again, sometimes you'll find the things that don't make sense to you. Period. And the spirit of the Lord leads you to say something. The spirit of the Lord leads you to do something. Um, and it starts with that fellowship piece of it. it can be exactly what that person needs. And I've seen many, 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 many instances of that happening just by starting a fellowship conversation. And it sounds weird coming from me because I may not know this person, but I'm listening to what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And it's exactly what that person needs to hear. And but imagine being on the but imagine when you was on the receiving end of that when it's just like somebody's coming up to you and it's like, hey, um, God told me to take whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. First off, can we start with a hey, hello? <laughs> right. You know, you know, you had that you was you would stand always because like first off, you ain't say your name, you ain't say who you were, or even if you did, I'm. It's the fact that you just came up out of nowhere. Exactly. Standing off. Like, mm -mm -mm. First off, you're in my space. Now we can <laughs> now we can we can try this again. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's then, like I said, that's how I feel a lot of times. I'm like, yo, who are you? Why are you here? What you what you want? <laughs> but at the same time, you can't tell me you you haven't find yourself a question like that. You want me to fellowship with with what why 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 and then when you when you when you find yourself in the spirit like I got this but you just find yourself in the flesh like we're well, not doing that exactly but, but the spirit is like 
look, you need to. Flesh is like, but I don't want to. You, you find yourself having that conflict. It's like, <sighs> yep. like it's, it's like we, it's like the spirit saying go, and your body's like, nope. It's like, look, just like we, God would not put us in a situation or put us in this situation of fellowship with this, these group of people if it wasn't the right place at the right time. Right, right. Um, and that, that, that's exactly true. You know, like I said, I found myself realizing that flesh and spirit are always going to war with one another. They're never going to um, be in agreement with one another. Um, and that's okay because uh, we have to train. We, in, our, in our ministry, we say that you've got to starve what you want to die and feed what you want to live. So in order to be in tune with the um, spirit of God, um, we have to uh, submit ourselves to God and be like, okay, my flesh doesn't want to do this, but my spirit is telling me to do this. So God, I have to choose you over my spirit. I'll give you a perfect example. Sometimes the spirit of the Lord will wake me up at like three or four o'clock in the morning and be like, I need you to pray. And I'm like, what? Like, man, like, I'm the type of person, I don't need a lot of sleep. Like, I can function perfectly 36 hours straight, no sleep. I can do that. I like to sleep, though. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I like to sleep. Like, I'll clock out from work and be like, yep, it's time for me to take a nap. But um, he'll wake me up sometime 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and be like, I need you to pray. And I'm like, really? Now? Why? Can't this wait till like, when I get up? Like, I get up early just so that I have time to pray. And he's like, no, I need you to pray now. My flesh wants to sleep. My flesh wants to satisfy itself. My spirit, man, is telling me it's time to get up and pray. And then later in the day, I'll find out, oh, this is why the spirit of the Lord had me to pray. You know, this is why he had me to intercede because he'll show me names. He'll show me faces to cover in prayer. And I'm like, oh, so this is why you had me do this. But even then, you know, it's it's one of those, but then when you find out who and why, like, but even then, it's in the back of your mind, it's like, I got up, I woke up at three o'clock. I had just went to sleep like an hour ago. You still have those, your flesh is still like, so you got woke up at, you went to sleep at two, you got woke up at three and 3.30. First of all, who is this person? <laughs> I mean, right. And the fear is like, go, just go talk to him. But the flesh is like, first of all, we need to, I, who is like, it's like, who is this person? And the fear is like, look, right. don't worry about who they are. I know who they are. You just move these feet and go talk to this person. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's, it's, is it is hard? It's, it's it's one of those things where it's like you find yourself knowing that it's what you need. It's what you need to do in the spirit, but the flesh is you know when you when you when you think of that conflict, a lot of times you know it it's kept you from some fellowship that you know you need to go to, or that you oh, or, yeah. or fellowshipping with individuals that you know you should have that you needed to, or that you should have went fellowship with because. No, no, no. We're not moving these feet. I don't care if you're supposed to be there. We're not moving these feet. We're not moving off this couch. We're not moving from this spot. Don't answer that phone. 
It's like, yep. man, answer the phone. But, but it goes yep. back to, you know, especially when you're first, you know, like first getting in tune with, with your spirit. Because flesh-wise, you, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, oh, we're going to do this? Don't even worry about it. I got this. It's like, hold on. The spirit, your spirit, like, oh, this is what it took you to, to you know what? Okay. <laughs> right. And that's how it's like, the flesh is like, oh, we're going to the movies? Oh, these feet will move for that? <laughs> and then right. you get to the, then you get to the movies and the spirit's like, now that we're at the movies, this is why I need, this is who I need you to move these feet to. Not the flesh <laughs> is like, so this is a setup. Hey, hey, right. hey. We exactly got to the destination. Now we need to go talk to these individuals. Yep. Yep. I've seen that I've seen that happen many times. Um and you'll find yourself in, in that situation. Um if you walk the walk um as a believer for any length of time. Uh, you'll find yourself in situations where you're like, God, why am I here? Who do you have me here for? Like, what's the purpose of this? And you know, like I said, he he will. I found myself saying years ago, there's a plan, a place, and a purpose for everything. God has a plan, a place, and a purpose for us. He's got a plan, a place, and a purpose for our mission um, that we're supposed to do. And even if that's not clear, our goal is, like you said, to move our feet and go. God wants us to just go. Um He's going to prepare the way, and even as far as faith goes, that's all faith is. Faith is going. Faith is like, God, I don't know what the next step is. I don't know who you want me to talk to. I don't know why you want me to say this, but I'm going to believe you to do this. And not a matter of fact, I'm going to know you to do this because I've seen you do it before. I'm going to know who you are to do this, and that something is going to come out of it. But it goes back to you know, getting your feet to move and go in that direction, go in fellowship. I, I, it, man, look, I can't count how many times I've been like, mm, nah, no, 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 no. I'm not yep. moving from mm-hmm. this spot. And I started finding myself just, it, 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 it's, what's crazy to me is it's like, okay, so since you want to be resistant, it seemed like the person that you're supposed to fellowship with seems to just mm-hmm. slowly start making themselves closer to you. It's like, nope, still nope. not moving. Nope. Still not moving. Yep. And they get and they get he, right. They make contact <laughs> with. They, they say hey to you. It's like, hold on. It's like hey. It's like please for the love of God. Like they're sitting here. Now you now your spirit your your uh, your flesh are arguing. It's like, why are they here? Look, hey, you didn't want to move, so <laughs> don't get mad. But, you know, right. God put brought the per, brought the person that you were supposed to fellowship to you, and it's like wait, ho oh, oh, ho, wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about this? Nope. <laughs> you didn't want to be obedient, so guess what? I'm telling the truth, um, I remember one case in particular. Um, we went to this church, and it was for like a revival, and um, the pastor that was supposed to preach, he was late. So they were looking at me like I was going to have to preach because I was a guest there. And I'm like, you know, okay, cool, whatever. And the minister shows up, he brings his choir. 
And he literally just looks at me like he's staring a hole in me. And so I'm like 18, 19 at the time. I'm like, why is this dude staring at me? Like, for some reason, he don't like me. I'm like, is it because I'm young? Whatever. So fast forward a few weeks later, um, my dad, he was like, hey, we're going to the past, that pastor's church. I'm like, you can go. I'm like, I'm not going. <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm like, I'm not going to that man's church. I'm like, if for some reason, he don't like me. And my dad was like, no, we're going. And so we went, and literally as soon as I walked in the door, that pastor called me up to the pulpit. Hey, you know, what you want to do on the service today? I'm like, what? He was like, yeah. He was like, uh, I'm going to call you back in to preach another time. And he, in true to his word, he called me in to preach. Many times he called me in to uh, do a youth program, to be the MC of it. Um, and my dad eventually, before my dad passed, my dad asked him to watch after me. And true to his word, he has literally watched over me just like a father. Anything I need, you know, he's right there. So it's funny how our flesh could think one thing, but our spirit is doing something totally different because he and I are so close now. Even though you first met him, like, man, no. But yeah, like, I was like, I was like, no, I'm not talking to him. I'm like, I'm not going to his church. I don't want to see him again. <laughs> like, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And... I even asked him, I was like, do you remember that time I first met you? He was like, yeah. He was like, I remember. He was like, I saw something in you. And he was like, I, I he was like, the spirit of the Lord told me to say something to you. Um, but he was like, I could tell that you were already on the edge. So I didn't. I was like, oh. I mean, but see, it, it goes back to one of those things where, you know, that, that uncomfortable feeling that, you know, just, okay, see, you wait. Like, why are you just mean mugging? Why why are you staring? Why why are you mean mugging me? Like um it's off putting first off. Like it's crazy how the spirit is, you know, is loving, but the flesh comes sometimes is like doesn't sometimes want to doesn't cooperate a lot of times. It's like, um we what did I what did I do? Like what did right. I do to you? Like, exactly. like we supposed to be believers and fellowshipping together. Why are you staring a hole through me? <laughs> and it's it's time where the, the you know the the flesh may not know what's going on, but the whole time and the spirit is like, don't worry. You'll find out you'll find out what's going on in due time. And it's like, wait, what does that mean? Right. Now right. you find the flesh trying to figure out what the spirit's talking about. It's like, look, everything don't work itself out. Whoa, 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 whoa. I need to know specifics. I don't, I don't, I don't like surprises. It's like in the meantime, you're gonna fellowship with others until the time is needed for that. Right. For that encounter that you found that no. We we know. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> it is crazy how when you know, especially when you have more than one person doing it, and I think that creates a lot of you know, I'm not gonna say awkward encounters, but can throw if y'all do fellowship, you know, or they the church invites you out for fellowship, can make that encounter worse or not, not so much worse, can make it awkward, right. Now you're sitting there trying to figure out, like, y'all are mean mugging me. 
y'all are this is the, the most uncomfortable fellowship I've ever had. Exactly. And not and not by, you know, and not because of social anxiety or anything like that. But this is just the most awkward or interesting or weirdest fellowship I've ever been a part of. Right. But you look at everybody around you and it's just like, how are y'all how? <laughs> right. You know, exactly. a lot of times it's like make it make sense. Yeah. Like Jesus, yeah. like what uh, can, can can you make what what's going on currently, like what I just went through, makes sense. Secondly, why did I just go through this? Because, <laughs> right. you know, the, the flesh itself can, especially if you, you know, are more in tune with the, the flesh, in a sense, at that time of fellowship, it's like, mm-mm, look, no. Nah. Yep. Like we we we're not doing this today. No, no. And I found myself saying that a lot. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not dealing with them. I'm not putting up with this. And sure enough, you the spirit of the Lord, like, yeah, you are. It's like, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you because you, you find yourself being like a little kid all over again. Like, no. Like a petulant little child. Like what did I say? But 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 what did? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna. But it goes back to, I mean, but even even then, you know, fellowshipping is supposed to be. Cause sometimes, like, oh well, I don't even know where I'm going with this question. But let me let me ask you a quick question. All right. Cause you said earlier that you know that you had people in the neighborhood that were helping out with your uh with your Bible studies. If you don't mind me asking, how exactly did they uh go about hearing it or finding out about it or finding out that you were paying for it out of pocket? Um, some of the kids would say something. There was a write up in the paper about it. Um, things like that. You know, uh, I'd promote it on the radio station. Um, that we were doing a Bible study, so some people heard it that way. So it was a lot of people in the community uh, that wanted to step up and help. Because, um, like I said, it was we were doing it at my parents' home, and you know, I was paying for it out of pocket. So some of them were like, "Yeah, let me help. You know, let me do this, take care of this this Thursday." Because we would do it every Thursday at five o'clock. Um, so yeah, some some people were just kind enough to step up, listen to the radio. <laughs> but imagine listen to the radio anymore. Don't even, I'm, I'm not even sure, but. Uh, but and and but just but imagine coming back home and it's like hey and somebody's just like hey or leaving a note on the door or just coming to the hey uh pizza's on the way to the house. What? Why? Because hey, I can I can only imagine the first time somebody said said they was going to say it to help pay for any of it. It's like what? Why does what does the fellowship that's going on here amongst preteens? you know, move you so much to say and pay for pizza outside of, you know, like listening to the radio because you can listen to something on the radio nowadays. It's like, I'm not finna 
I, I support the cause, but I'm not. If I got to put money into it, mm, I'm right, good. right, right. And then telling the truth, it's just like this person's paying for it. This person's paying for it. This person's. It's like, okay, maybe this is God's way of letting me know that hey, to keep going in the fellowship that you're currently doing is reaching people in ways that you don't even you may not even know what's going on you're doing something for people you know for kids your age but it's got other people in the neighborhood you know helping you out and seeing a need within your fellowship and helping bring y'all closer together because i'm because i know you i know after a while you probably got tired of eating you know hot dogs and all that <laughs> right <laughs> yes because I can only imagine the first time somebody sit here and bought you, you know, say we was going to pay for a pizza. I can only imagine how that went. Well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> like, we got pizza. It's anchovy. I don't even care. It's pizza. They got pineapple on it. <laughs> Look, I don't even, you, but it's because it's, it, what's crazy is, like, because when you think about it, like, the fellowship that you have, like, you can have it with just a certain, you know, a certain group or you group, and you, you start seeing that the, the spirit is just like, you know what, you start bringing, now you got more people just coming out to this fellowship. It's like, all right, we're growing in numbers. We're growing in, you know, well, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll, touch, uh, I'll talk about discipleship later on or in a future episode, but the fellowship can turn into, you know, into what discipleship can be or should be. Right. But so a lot of times I think we forget that it's not the fellowship is not always about us. Right. It's right. it's about the people around us. So iron, like I keep going back to iron sharpening iron, but you know, sometimes it's it's been stuff I've learned about that has nothing to do with anything. I'm like, I don't know why, but this is interesting to me. You know what? I'm going to go learn about this. And you find yourself just looking at something, researching something, you find a three hours like, huh. So that's what that meant. That's what that meant. That's right. what this meant. And then you find yourself going six, seven hours just learning about something that from, a 30, from fellowshipping with somebody for like 20, 30 minutes. And it's like, well, all right. Yep. Yep. You know, one of the one of the things that always stuck out to me, um, and when I say it was people in the neighborhood, I mean it would be like general managers of like McDonald's that would step up and, and pay. Like they they heard about it. But one of the things that I remember is years after the Bible study ended, my father and my mother went out of town and they saw one of the um, kids that was in my Bible study, and um, he was like, "Hey." You know, when you see Greg, tell him thank you. He was like, because I learned so much from his Bible study, and it's those, and I still remember those lessons. And it's like that, that was like, yo, I touched someone. Um, you know, the spirit of the Lord worked through me, and I was able to get one. You know, that means a lot. You know, and then, like I said, at one time, any given time, we would have anywhere from 12 to 36 kids at one time, <laughs> at one time at the house. Um, I think like 36 is the most that we had at one time. 
But just imagine that all of them in the living room, or if it was too many people, we'd go outside. Um, but hey, we're gonna send them to like sardines today, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'm like, you know, knowing that you know the ministry that God birthed me with, even in my youth, that it was able to touch someone that meant that meant so much to me because I'm like, I reached someone, and I'm like, you know, that's the soul that was one for the kingdom. Um, and again, it literally all starts with fellowship and being obedient. And it, see, the obedient part, you know, it, it's, it sounds easy. It's like, oh, the fellowship? Oh, go talk to people? Got it. But now you mean talk to people and be obedient to, you know, the spirit of God? Um, hmm. <laughs> especially when you first started out, you know, especially when you first you know, find yourself in a fellowship, fellowship situation where now it's not somebody coming to you about something. You're actually having to go to somebody else. It's like, hmm. So how does this work? Right, right. Or, or what now? It's like just, just, just hang out with them for a little bit, have a conversation. It's like I'm not ready. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this fellowship yet. Like. Can I just keep can I can I keep coming to one? Versus I'm not ready to 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 branch out. And not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, now my fiance, she's like, you'll strike up a conversation with anybody. I'm like, you know what? I'm still antisocial, but I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I I am. I'm very antisocial. But my willingness to strike up a conversation will be literally the direction of the Lord. Like if I'm around somebody and the Lord tells me to say something, now I'm more apt to say it as opposed to holding it in. Um, because I don't know what that person needs. I don't know if there's deliverance in what that person needs or if there's healing in what that person needs. And it, how selfish of it would it be of me to hold that in just because I don't feel comfortable talking to people. Um, even though it's literally what I do for a living. Um, <laughs> oh. but um, yeah, like how selfish would that be? It'd be pretty selfish, cause, you know. Back to you know your earlier when you were talking about God went to you got went all the way home and like so. Hmm. So we just not going I told you before you got here to you know just talk to this gentleman. You wait till you get all the way home. Okay, I'm not gonna say nothing else about it. I'm gonna wait to see what you do, right? And you pass up that moment of fellowship, and you get home, and it's like that parent. You walk in the house, and that parent with the belt, like, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let me get on this right. call real quick. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's exactly and how, how it was. Got home, and the guy was like. So you're just not gonna do what I told you to do? Like, um, I don't, you know what? Right. You're right. I should have did this earlier. Exactly. Where my phone at? <laughs> <laughs> so I literally had to call. I'm like, yo, I need you to turn right back around, bro, because um, Lord told me to ask you something, and I didn't ask you. So now I'm getting chastised because I didn't do it. It's like, eh. I knew I should have did this earlier. 
Right. You have a whole debate argument with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I knew I should have said and did this earlier. But yep. uh, we're gonna have uh, part two, but we're gonna talk about discipleship, you know, uh, on the next on the next episode. Let it have you back on that one. But tell the oh, people boy. where they can find. But I'm aiming to cut you off. But tell the people where they can find you. At. Uh, Faith Deliverance Healing Ministries Incorporated, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, currently took a sabbatical from all social media. Um, just to continue to focus, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. Uh, that is called The Promises of Peace in the Midst of Peril. Uh, so look for that to come out soon. Um, but yeah, I'm Faith Deliverance Healing Ministries Incorporated. And that's going to do it for this episode. See you guys next time. All right. Appreciate you coming out, cousin. Of course, guys. <laughs>